Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is for Network. Credo is the daft of the Football Daft podcast. Is that a good story? Is that a good story? I've got an encyclopedia. Brain. He's got a damn on nothing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Why are you a fucking hula? <laughs> This is Football Daft. You're a Rangers man. Aye. I'm a Hearts man. <laughs> With Ewan Cameron. I work for Showtime and ESPN. <laughs> and... Be the top end of Stevenson, Greedo! Welcome to our best of Football Daft. You've guessed it, I am neither Ewan Cameron, Grado or David Tanner. My name is producer John. I am going to take you through some of the best bits from the last couple of months. We've had some brilliant interviews on there thanks to David Tarr's massive contacts book. We've had the likes of David Robertson, Gary Mackay, Stephen, Stephen Doby. So we thought we'd give you some of the best bits from those interviews. We've also had some non-football guests on as well, including X Factor winner Nicholas McDonald, who popped in to do Who Are You? And that ended up... In the duet, no one ever wanted to hear as him and Grado sang the songs of Bill Withers. But listen, hold on a minute. I want to sing with you, man. <laughs> Moan then. What's your song walking into the ring? Right, like a prayer, but that's not good. <laughs> no. Right, but hold on. The song that I always sing when I'm in karaoke is what all my pals always love me when I sing it. <clears throat> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no darkness anyway. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. It's a bit. I know. I know. I know. That goes on forever. We'll be here the next week. Wait, um, what is your favourite song to sing? I don't know. It can be me. <laughs> when you believe no, that I, no, see, I did I no, tell no. that story John on the podcast before when I went for a when I went for a I went for a, an audition a couple of months ago if I never told Jesus for what I went, right, I went for an audition for this it's my first week <laughs> I know I can I know I know it was for the National Theatre fucking hang in London all my actor pals were at hey man this is heavy duty this audition it's like name messing about there did um, you ever hear Sir Larry Olivier sing the National fucking Theatre thing <laughs> no never see that's the way but Sir Alec Guinness that's the way I'm on I just gunned me myself right and so I had to gun and read a couple of scripts and it was all like oh okay no this kind of all that dramatic I, oh, oh the boat is sinking please Save me, save me, right? But I had to read the script. Then they went and said, "Look." Then they said, "Then they said, can you sing a song for us? We need to. Can you? Can you? You need to deliver a piece." I went, "Right, okay, right, okay." Give me two minutes, and I went, "Fuck it." 
I'll sing Leon Jackson's a winner song. So I'm like, stunning with my phone, right? Stunning with my Pulls phone. Pulls up the karaoke version on YouTube. I did, I went like edition. that. I stood in front of all these, like, you know, hoity-toity, hello, Graham, just stand over there and just, you know, have a have a bash. Don't be scared, Graham. You relax, have Graham, relax. Relax, Graham, relax, Graham. And I went like, <coughs> there can be miracles when you believe all the purpose in front of them, they can go brrrr. Well, I didn't get to that point. It was, it was basically... Right, Graham, that's enough. Thank we'll you be, for coming. We'll, we'll be in touch. Never Aye. fucking heard nothing. Nah, I wouldn't phone you back either. No, nah, I bet you wouldn't. Have <laughs> you, you got any singles coming out? Nah, no, this year. Next year. Right, so cool. Big album. Aye, uh, uh, big album. Big number so one. So listen, uh, joke. <laughs> big mystery. What team do you support? Well, that's a funny one. Because when I was younger, I actually had a season ticket for both Celtic and Rangers. Oh, my God. Do you see, I really like that. I'm Honestly. I'm a, a weirdo. Yeah. I like the guys who played for Celtic and Rangers. But a guy who's had a season book for but both. Then, but then like the thing it. is, see, now a lot of people ask me, because when I was on the show, there was a picture of me wearing the Rangers top that get put in the newspaper. And then me and Lisa Commons were the first to sit in every seat at Parkhead for Marie Curie. <clears throat> and we raised thirty thousand pounds for that. So, and did you play football when you were younger? I did. I loved. I loved playing it. And then actually, when I took my cardiac arrest playing ten, oh, doing what? I, I, oh, was this part of your hang with? Was this? Not, a, not wasn't my sob was story. Was it No, now because it was ten years old. No, there was no sob story on Next Factor. Seriously, you never had one. No, nah. they did or anything like that. No, no, nah, they did aunties. No, that's nah. why I'm here today. No. Nah. So what happened? on, on the show, <laughs> they, well done, mate. That's they found out about it, that. and I wanted to get through my own merit, my own pride, and. No folk going, oh, I had to be he died last year and he's the biggest fan of the back of phone out and vote for him. No, I oh, wanted to get through and actually say, do you know what, he's a decent singer. Uh, do you know what I mean? And, that was uh, and then when I come off the show, that's when it came out saying that I've got this life Ill, so illness and all that. What did happen? How did you go? So I was playing football with my Wishy Wick on my football team, right. playing up in East Kilbride and I went to kick off a game and I fell. Mum fell to the ground. My mum and dad thought that somebody shot me at the trees because <laughs> I just went down like a sack of tatties. Really? Yeah. Can come up and they're trying to bring me back to life. And you're joking. Long story short, ten cardiac arrest. Has he died? Died. I was it. Cold. I don't know. Remember what happened? Can you remember? Don't remember a hang. Never seen the Golden Gates. But do you know what? I cannot believe that was never. But then, but then I get diagnosed with a heart condition called Long QT syndrome, which was in my genes. But I never knew that until I take the cardiac arrest and. I take a tablet every because basically my heart beats too fast. Propano. No, it's irregular. And what's that word? Irregular, irregular heartbeat. That's it. Right. But it like mine's going really fast. So my tablet. Especially when you're sitting next to the graduate. Aye. So because I'm getting it's nice and hot in here, I'm getting all steamy. It's buttocks. Aye. Even when I get tilt, you're filling me up. I had to take double the tablets this morning. <laughs> I can't believe Nicholas didn't even get a montage and sad story on the X Factor out the fact he almost died. Missed a chance there, big man. Anyway, Rangers and Aberdeen legend David Robertson joined us on the show straight off the back of winning a BAFTA for his documentary Real Kashmir. If you haven't seen that, get it on iPod now. It's a must-see. Anyway, he gives a really great insight into what life was really like in Kashmir. Grado is desperate <coughs> to ask you about Rangers. I know that. We'll come to that, Grado. But I really need to ask you this. We ask all the guests... Uh, all the guests on the Football Daft podcast about Indo-Pakistani geopolitics. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so, all we talk about before we start. That's good. Okay. What's your view on it, mate? Uh, no view. No view. <laughs> got, uh, there's plenty of people over there with guns, so I've got to watch what I say. Well, that's what I was going to say, right? Do you know shit yourself? The first, the, the first time I got there, I, it was like it was a strike when it was on. So when there's a strike, there's no. Um, 
all the shops are closed, all the barriers are down, the shutters are down. Um, and you go around, all you see is guys with guns. I know. And they reckon that there's, the Indian Army, there's one Indian, well, one basic soldier for every 12 Kashmiris. And is it, is, see how when I was watching the documentary, the yeah. amount of times that training's cancelled? Yeah. Because somebody gets shot, somebody's yeah, killed, yeah. and then that's it. Everything's shut down. Yeah. And did, did they turn the phones off as well? Yeah, yeah. So there's, at the mm. moment, well, when I first got there... So it could all kick off, sorry, but and so it could mm. all kick off, basically. Yeah. And your missus hears that, mm. you know, or reads about it, yeah, and yeah. she's getting away of contacting you, no, see if you're involved. Well, it, it, it's, the phones never really switch off, um, but it's the internet. Um, what happen is you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and, and you, you can't get any internet, WhatsApp's just spinning around, and um, you think, oh, well, well somebody's been shot. Now, so, you know, yeah. as an Aberdonian, do you refuse <laughs> to phone home Unless it's on WhatsApp for free. Yeah, correct. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, you know the good, you know, the, the good thing about being apologies in Kash- to everyone in cults. The good thing about Aberdeen, uh, sorry, uh, Kashmir is, you can't. There's no, there's no uh, movies. There's no McDonald's. Or, there's nothing. Oh. There's nothing to do. So it's very difficult. So being an Aberdonian, it's, it's it's actually quite good because it's very difficult to spend money there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you do for scoff? What's the scoff like? Just curries. Is it? Well, do you know? I, actually, I tra- I travelled with an Indian wrestler. Yeah. yeah. About and uh, every morning, that's what we had for his breakfast, even in America. Yeah. Curry, 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 curry. Yeah, well, I, I, we, I, when I first got there, I, I was had games and they're having curries before games. And I'm thinking, <laughs> surely they've got to have pasta and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, no, no, even the African says, no, 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 this is okay. Uh, so I took my son over there and, and he's having chicken curries and uh, I, but chicken the, tikka before games. Eh? <laughs> the documentary, I've got to say, Real Kashmir FC, if you've not seen it, it's on the BBC iPlayer. Um, I heard it was a top-rated programme mm-hmm. on the first month or so of the BBC Scotland channel, and it was an amazing bit of television. Uh, what was that experience like? Because you know, having the cameras <coughs> following you was it all the time, or how long? Yeah, well, how long well, well Greg there? came over. He's, he's come over twice, and the first time he came over he was there for six weeks. So the first week, you've got a microphone on almost twenty-four-seven, mm-hmm. and you watch what you say. And then I become very good <laughs> Did friend. You? <laughs> I didn't notice that. No, at, at the start, at the start. <laughs> you must have edited that bit. At the start, and he says to me, oh, you need to be a bit more natural. So I said, God, why am I going to do that? So I become a, a really good friend with him. So you forget that he's there. Aye, that's been, that's so then you, you sort of ease up danger, and, you, and you're danger. doing something. Aye, and then, and then when, once you blow up, and then I walk away, I think, oh, fuck, what, oh my God. You're the and then I'm thinking, maybe he won't put that in. Right, yeah. so he said to me before, okay, we'll let you have a look at it, you can maybe edit some bits. So we actually got a, a preview of it two days before they went on <laughs> BBC Scotland. So, um, and I'm watching it, and I'm, and I'm going, I've got to hope this bit's not in it because I, I knew the timeline, and I hope it's not been. I go, oh no, it's in, and I go, this bit can't be, in. oh no, that's in as well. <laughs> and then even that some is... things, there's was, was a bit when uh, I try and do a demonstration, I kick the ball, and, and I just fuck it up, and um. <laughs> and I think he's put that in as well. You know, it's just oh, that's what makes it. Uh, can I just say, as a TV person, as soon as you said it, I thought that's going in. Yeah. Uh, actually, for those of you who have not seen it, uh, we've got a little clip Aye. from the program now. It's called Real Kashmir FC. Here it is. Fuck for fuck's sake! <laughs> fucking get it picked up. <laughs> can fucking nick at the end right about here. <laughs> fucking up off your ass. <laughs> end of clip. <laughs> We couldn't get the footage of BBC, unfortunately, so... You never told me that. <laughs> so you're now the new coach of Real Kashmir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that, that was uncannily like it. 
What is the toilet situation over there in India? I mean, <laughs> when I see it, is it you basically when you know if you've gone yeah. crouched down a hole in the ground? Would you wipe your ass with? Eh? Would you wipe your ass with? It's a hose. That's what I'm saying, so doesn't it? Aye. Yeah, so the first time I ever experienced it, I was I was going to the airport, uh, Srinagar Airport, and you got loads and loads of security. So in, in the airport, it's, it's so much security because obviously it's a militarised zone. You actually get to the gate of the airport and you take all your suitcases out and go through security and then put everything back in the car and go to the terminal. So that's the start of it. So you can imagine what it's like. So anyway, there was one time I'm going on a flight and I'm dying for shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I open the door fucking hole in the ground you don't get this in sports scene do you <clears throat> and I'm thinking like how do you how do you do this because <laughs> there's a hole right there's no handles I can't hold on to anything and I've got a pair of jeans on so you, you, obviously you've got to pull them down you've got I, to squat and there's a hose so you've got to balance mm-hmm. with a hose so do you know when you tuck your I, I, I actually I stood there for about 10 minutes thinking I've got no idea how I'm going to do this I without my jeans getting soaked Aye. And then you look, where's the paper? There's no paper. But we've got this uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper coach, Jonathan Craig. He was at Hibs and Hearts and he's Fife and Berwick and everything. And he's, he's a laugh a minute. He's, he's a, he just joined us and he's the funniest guy I've ever sort of, you know, sort of worked with, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was telling us, he says, uh, so see these toilets, this hole in the ground? He says, how does it work? And I, go, I told him what he did. He says, oh, right. He says, what he does was he actually pulls his jeans down and sits. Sits down? Sits on it. <laughs> no! Oh, sits in everybody else's piss and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no! This was bad enough. It just got so much worse. And, and I says you, to him, this says, sounds like the old Brockville. Oh, no, you don't do that. He says, ah, but I've done it more no, than man. once. That's <laughs> <laughs> quality. You must come back to Aberdeen, Definitely. come home and just shut the toilet door and go for a right good shake. Well, right we, we're actually renovating, we're renovating a house and I've told my wife that I want a hose. Well, that's what no. I was going to say. You're not, you're, you can't, so you're implementing it in your own household. Yeah. You see that you're getting your wife to hose. And the toilets are all flooded and whatnot. So yeah. you're getting your missus to hose her else. Well, not hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Another Scottish footballer abroad is former Hearts winger Sam Nicholson, who currently plays in the MLS with Colorado Rapids. Now, he joins us in the studio to talk about life in the States and what it was like coming up through the youth ranks with Jason Cummings. See how, see how you're saying that? See how you're talking about the fans, right? And you're saying you've got it easier. Well, I'm not saying you've got it easier, but, you know, there's no that. If you go out for a drink after the game, it's not going to be splashed yeah. through the tabloids the next day. Mm. Have you had any fans but that have gave you abuse? No. Nothing at all? No, to be fair... Maybe like, ever passed a no, or called to, you to shite? To be fair, or, I didn't really... I didn't really go out a lot anyway, to be honest. It was just the times I did. Like when I was in Minnesota, I went out like two or three times. Like I'm not really like a big drinker, to be honest. No. Um What? From yeah, Penny Cook? I know. I know. My friends are disgusted. <laughs> um, so are we. <laughs> but no, in general, I never really went out a lot, but the times I did, like they'd be like like when I went in Minnesota, there was actually fans of Minnesota like sitting there like Reeking right. at the table. Aye, aye. Like, so we'd been beat 4 0, and they're like, hey, good hustle today, man. I'm good like, hustle. No, aye. what? <laughs> good hustle. I was, I was what like, does that even mean? I was shy. Have, you, have you started using that putter yet? See the lights mm. Do you say defence and all that? No? I have once. Aye. aye. Oh. Dad was not happy. Nah, I bet you, mate. And what is the move in the defense. locker room? <laughs> nah, I say locker room now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the sports aye. centre. Aye. Well, but, what would you say, soccer or football? No, I say football would be fair. I do right. say football. I, I can't change that. Good lad, good <laughs> lad. Tell us about where you started your career because uh, there's somebody that, uh, that that you were friends with in those days 
who once very famously, in a viral sense, injured this balloon here sitting Aye. next to you. Jason, I. No, tell I, us about Jason. Jason Cummings. He's just, uh, to be fair, I don't even need to tell you. You know what he's like. He's a donut. Um, <laughs> he's a donut, yeah. Um, but I, just when I was at Hutchie, I started at Hutchie Vale with him and we moved to Hearts. But he's always been getting in trouble. Like, see when we were at Hutchie Vale, I can remember him and um, Conor McGregor, Lee McGregor's younger, uh, sorry, older brother. We were in the same team. Hmm? We used to turn up to training in like a different bike, like every single <laughs> training session. My dad used to always go to them. Like, Push bike? Aye. Like, he'd go like, where'd you get that? Because they'd be running late and they'd be like, ah, oh, somebody's garden. <laughs> and he'd be like, what are you doing with that? He'd be like, ah, we'll drop off on the way back. <laughs> it was just the way, like, they just weren't really bothered, eh? Like, uh, normally you'd be like, no rules. You'd normally you'd be, mm, I don't know if I should... They literally would just jump into somebody's garden, probably breaking a shed or something. I don't know. They were, uh, they were like that, but they were no. They were good. They were good lads, but they were just mental. He was a Hearts fan, wasn't he? Aye, I aye. was at Hearts when me and him went to Hearts together. Um, and so, how, what was the story then? How did it go for for, for Jason? He had a tough. T- he done his knee. He done his uh, cruciate. Um, I don't know what how he done it. To be honest, he probably done fell it. off a bike. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably running through gardens and that. He got caught, he got uh, pulled up about that as well when I was at Hearts. Running through gardens. Aye, our um, our seventeens coach um, was like a policeman, <laughs> and he's, he's he's literally opened the door for training. Uh, it was like on a Wednesday night or something, and he just went, "Where's Jason?" And Jason's sitting there, obviously as usual, just like oh, shit. What have I done now? And he's saying, "You've been running about gardens, haven't you?" He was like, "No." He's like, "You got your name taken by the police." He was like, "You've been running through gardens at Stockton Mains, haven't you?" And he went. Oh, aye, that was me. He <laughs> <laughs> was just like, didn't he really care? He was like, aye, that was me. What was he doing? Still in underwear off washing lines? Just running through gardens. Did the Gildens, mate? You never done the Gildens, Tanner, huh? Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and at, at 17, Michael Owen was scoring the winner against Argentina at the World Cup, uh, and Jason is yeah. running through gardens and soft to me. Who was that coach? PC. What? A PC Brown. Andy Brownie. Andy name Brown. Was, we better get him a mention. But we no, Jason's, Jason's just not. He's just like everyone, eh? Just got a dash Do, streak in him. Do you think he would be suited to the MLS? I, I, <laughs> I just hope he doesn't come to the same team as me. <laughs> I've done too much with that boy. That would that not be good for the I house prices in Denver. Oh, oh, no. he's, a, he's a good lad, obviously. And, you know, people people take him the wrong way. He's, he's all in all a, a good boy that's just mistaken, really, to be honest. Um, but no, he's... he's He's brand new. You, you just know yourself and what you've seen. He's a good him. character. Aye, Characters aye, like that are needed in football. He's daft but funny. Do you know what I mean? We definitely need to get Jason Cummings on the show at this point, just so we can talk about the cum dog versus Grado at Hibs. Now, we like to surprise Grado with the who are you guests that we get on. And he was in complete awe when we welcomed in everyone's favourite panto baddie, the legendary radio pundit, Mr. Hugh Keevans. Now, Hugh is normally on the radio and has kind of kept on a leash. When he came on the Football Dad podcast, he was totally off it. Be honest, have you sat in the house, Credo, right. wanting, to, wanting to throttle this man here? <laughs> do you know what? Has I've, he offended I've got you to at come, some point? No, do you know what? I've got to come clean. Like, um, oh, oh. There's, there's, I can handle Shug. I can handle you. I, 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 honestly, there's a lot of Rangers fans out there that, you know, though, they don't speak... Highly of Mr. Keevans. <laughs> right, they do. That well, that's true. true. That, no, do you know what I mean? But I've always liked listening to you. I've always liked listening to you. Um, I think, I, I just, I've, I've always, I've always listened to you. And I've got to say as well, when, when uh, as a Rangers fan, um, 
listening to the way you spoke about Billy McNeil when he passed, uh-huh. the way you you, you 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 carried the show that night, I don't know if it was that night or the day after, just the way you spoke about him, the passion and the respect for you, the respect for him that you had, um, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed Very it. Okay, you know, it's not just Rangers fans, let me assure you. <laughs> you know, uh, this is not a state secret, but one of my brothers is a priest, and he's coming back from a funeral, and he gave me a call uh, about a family matter, and I said, where are you anyway? He said, my way back from the crematorium. Uh, he, said, the, he said, the funny thing, he said, the, the body came into the church last night, and uh, they looked up and saw my name, they said, yeah, it's a funny name, Keevan, do you any? Uh, he said, yeah, he's my brother, yeah. <laughs> and he said, oh, he said, uh, Paddy in the coffin. <laughs> Couldn't he stand you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he used to have used to have many a fight with him on Super <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> so uh, I said to him, I said to my brother, the family haven't put me down as cause of death, have they? <laughs> does it ever that does it bother you? No, does it bother you? I mean, you, you know, spew Evans. Oh nah, that, <laughs> take that as a banter. That, 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 listen. <laughs> I, I've had. You ever heard that one? Spook Evans. I've had decades of <laughs> earnings out of this. They can call me whatever they like. I really, it really is water <laughs> off a duck. I, and I believe that. But I'll tell you, this is some city. My late mother-in-law, God rest her, was in the Beatson, and in her room were all of the women folk, my two girls, my wife. All the, all of her daughters. It was a women-only thing. Mm-hmm. And I was standing there, and I was listening to my children, my wife, my sisters-in-law, crying. Because it was very near the end. And you're staring into the distance. And a voice said, Are you Hugh Keevans? <laughs> and I said, Uh, huh? Is it the... Who do you think I win the league? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> I I can barely hear his question for the sound of wailing coming from my mother-in-law's room. <laughs> and I Dear said to him, uh, I mean, it's no funny, but it's... I said, uh, Celtic, you're kidding me off. <laughs> I said, listen, you asked me a question, I've given the answer. It's not up for debate. If you think something else, good luck to you, but I've given my answer. He looked above my head and it said, high dependency unit. And he said, nothing serious, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and he walked away. Oh, that's and glorious. I, I, and, and I thought, you know, only in this city can you get that kind of thing. Aye. Yeah, some absolutely brilliant stories from Hugh there. Another Who Are You guest we welcomed onto the show was Kilmarnock Cup winning fullback Dylan Kerr. Now, as an Ayrshireman, you think Grado might have a wee bit of a soft spot for Kelly. But then again, they did stop 10 in a row for Rangers and Grado wasn't very happy about it. The story Dylan told us about that day, though, was phenomenal. As an Ayrshire guy, a lot of people think that I've got a... A liking for Kelly, but to me they stopped ten in a row. I think they did anyway. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah, they definitely did. Oh. anyway. Did you play in that game? 
Not, not only did I play, David, but I had probably one of the best and worst games oh. of my life. The best game is that, you know, we, we won it. The best game that, you know, I, I kind of got the better of Mr. Loudrup, even though he did give me a torrid. But, <laughs> you know, on a personal bait, on, a, on, on the back of that, you know, I was absolutely steaming the night before. <laughs> Because no. I just found out my, my beautiful wife was 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 kind of you know involved in another relationship. So kind of Fuck, I thought you were going to say funny. I thought you I thought you were going to say she was up the she was up the duff. I didn't was expecting that. No, I wish, oh, by the way, she, no, 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 we, we, we never got we never got to that stage where we wanted children, thank God. But yeah. I I think I polished off nearly three quarters of quarters of a bottle of Balvenie. Mate, this is funny as fuck. <laughs> oh man, what a story! That's a great story. I don't know whether to laugh here, greet for you, or just be raging because you stopped my dreams. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we, you know, we went, we went to that game. We were in that dressing room, and we knew we were going to win. Is that right? You know that 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 was the. I think. I think we knew we were going to win because I think Rangers came out thinking, thinking they, they were going to win. It. Yeah, aye. But they had their thinking kids in for the warm-up. And, and everybody else was in celebration mode before because of the, because of how big it was, because of the of the occasion. Ten in a row, you know, you still talk about it now. And when we saw all the players at Rangers walking around the tunnel and, you know, laughing, joking, you know, we just thought, these guys thought they've won it and we're going to give it a go. And we and we did, and it, right right till the death, where, where, when uh, was it Ali Mitchell? That, ah, know, it was Ali Mitchell. I, I think, think it was. Came, yeah, came right. from his knee, rolled down his shin, and went in the corner. I love how you can remember every minute detail there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew, eh? Anyway, former Celtic, Dundee United and Aberdeen winger Will Fudd was another one who joined us on the show recently. And he talked through his move to Celtic and how he regretted it, as well as talking about his ill-fated move to Bally United. So tell us what happened with that whole situation with Bally and Dunfermline. Basically, <laughs> I, I was in at Dunfermline, I trained like I trained a couple of days and I got a Dutch agent rang me and said, uh, we've got an offer in Bally, well it was good money and it was good lifestyle and... It was just something that I fancied, if I'm being honest. And then mm. I was embarrassed, obviously, going into Alan Johnson, the Dunfermline manager, who was actually really good to me. I actually enjoyed his training for the first fucking... Three years. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I was with Shabba, and I didn't enjoy Shabba's training. So I went back and thought, fucking hell, this is, this is decent. Mm-hmm. And then I got the offer from Bali, and it was just too good an opportunity to tone down at my age. It was just something totally different. And Out the blue as well. Good and lifestyle, and you know what I mean? So I just basically went into him and said, listen, Gaffer, We've got a. We had a clause in my contract that if something foreign came up, that I could go, and something came up. So I just went into him and said, "Listen, it's an opportunity for me. I can't turn it down at my age." And he's like, "Fucking hell, well, you're killing me, like you mean?" Because I had agreed a deal early, and I felt like I felt like a bit of a dick if I'm being honest. But business. It was just something that I fancied, you know what I mean? And then uh, I went over there. I was over there three days. Uh, crashed a scooter twice, nearly killed myself. <laughs> Dummy medical, uh, yes, you do. yeah, dummy medical passed that was fine. Trained with the team twice, and then the agent that brought me over there just says, Oh, I've got some bad news. And I said, Because the missus and the little fella had come over for three weeks, 
they just arrived and uh, I said, what's up? And he just says, oh, the contract's void. And I said, what the fuck? And he goes, basically that uh, you had to come from the Scottish Premiership to sign for Bali. That's insane. Yeah. So then you're then left without a club? Yeah. How did you feel when you when you heard that news at first? What was your gut reaction? Aye. I just thought, you know, to be fair, I thought, you know what, to the family fans, they'd be thinking, that fucking shows you, you can't because... Right. That's what you yeah. get. That's Those you are the get. exact words that they would have said. I would That's have exactly, yeah, exactly. yeah. Go to your what, face, what, but... Looking back on it, what what was it that Bally offered you that Dunfermline didn't? Just a... Just totally, like... Son! Lifestyle and culture, yeah. and it was totally, like, you, you're trying at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, and... What was your scoff like? Field was nice, place was nice, beaches were nice, everything was nice, you know. Did you feel, I mean, you've been caught, they've pulled your pants down on that one, to use a football expression. How did you feel then when you were hit, when you left it for the last time, heading, you know, how long's the journey to Bali? It takes about 12 hours or something, 14 hours. Did you fly first class? No, they flew me first class over and fucking... Ah, money made a bag, middle seat, you were the chickens. Yeah. Oh, really? So, I mean, was that as low as you felt? Well, I didn't really feel low. Like, you know, I'm sure there's fucking people. And more, like, my thing was, everything happens for a reason. It was just wasn't meant to be, yeah. you know? So oh, gosh. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as if you're fucking scraping for your last dollar. So it, it didn't. There's people in more soft situations than me, you know? And I always thought to myself, you know what? You have get football a good crack, but like, you've been there since you were 15 years old. So yeah. what will be, will be, like. Aye. And Aye. I played for a fucking a club that I supported, uh, Celtic. I played in the Premier League. I played in the Scottish Premier League. So... I'd achieved more than I ever thought I would. I thought you should have played for Ireland. Yeah, so do I. I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you did. I thought I should have got at least a cap. Like, obviously, when I was when I was doing well at Man City at the time, when I was doing well at Dundee United at the time, before I got the move to Celtic, then there was talk of it, and it just never happened, you know. Um, Who was to blame? Brian Kerr was the manager at the time, so he was to blame. He, he fucking gave some shy players caps, but he never gave me a cap. <laughs> <laughs> What was it like to play for your boyhood heroes? Do you know what? It was It was an unbelievable achievement because I thought, you know what, I've got there, but then I never really felt I got there because I never played as much. So then I, I actually realised, I actually probably wish I never went there, if you know what I mean, really? because I never played. Right. Football, I ain't happy. To be fair, some footballers are happy, but I was never happy until I played games. So you never really felt part of it until you played games and... Even though I was there and I played a little bit, I never really felt part of it. Right. What was that Celtic dressing room like at the time? Right? You've got big characters, like big, uh, the whole goalie, Arthur Boric. Yeah, we had, there was plenty of talent. There was McGeady, Scott McDonald, Sean Maloney, Nakamura. Like, there was plenty of boys. Who plenty had, of winners in that yeah, squad, weren't yeah. there? Obviously, we didn't win the league that year, but there was some big characters, big players, but I just never really felt part of it because I never played as much. And Aye. I wish... I'll probably back if I could turn back time. I probably should have just stayed at Dundee United. Mm, really? Because well, the money, the money, I mean, the, the pressures, the pressures really high at Celtic. Did that sometimes reflect? The pressure didn't bother me because I never ups in the dressing room or on the training ground. Yeah, we had a few little like, like obviously McGeady and uh, Arthur had a bit of a fallout and stuff like that. But there wasn't. Were they rolling about the flare? No, no, no. They, they were rolling about in the shower. Yeah, but. Were they really? Trying to fight each other. Were they bossing on it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But have you ever that happens that at before? No, that <laughs> happens at every club. Aye, Swe- fucking swinging punches with yeah, your like an egg in the club. Yeah, there's an egg. Uh, I can imagine it. Not with the balls hanging out, like you know. <laughs> it's a bit rich yeah. coming from <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you're surely not a footballer until you've had a naked fight in the showers, are you? Anyway, the guys might be off, but we've still got the chance for you to win free beer on our Beer 52 match of the week. Now, this week, obviously, still winter shut down, so we're picking a game from the Championship, and that game is Partick Thistle versus Dundee United. So all you have to do to win is guess the correct score before 3pm on Saturday. We'll stick the links up on our Facebook and our Twitter. Everyone who gets the right score will go into the draw to win the beer. So comment on the link on the Football Daft Facebook or you can follow us on Twitter at FootballDaftPod and put the hashtag FreeBeer when you're making your predictions. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. Now, it's a hard one to call. Patrick Thistle have picked up a wee bit of form recently under Ian McCall, but Dundee United are still fine. I think they've only lost one in the last five. So I would probably call a draw on that, maybe 1-1. Anyway, we'll wait and see. And remember, you can get Beer 52 even if you don't take part in the competition. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we'll sort you out some free beers if you cover off the 4 95 for the postage and the packaging. Now, normally on those kind of deals, you get eight, but as you listen to Football Daft, we're going to give an extra two beers to you. So 10 free beers heading your way for the paltry sum of £4.95. Now, Beer52 is a monthly subscription service. You can get involved in it. Just sign up and they don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time. So even if you sign up for a couple of months and fed up with it, you can just bug it off and tell them you don't want it anymore. But I'm sure you will because they do some fantastic beers. Now, just go to beer52.com forward slash daft. Get your first case of 10 beers for free. Now, another footballing guest we welcomed onto the show was talismanic Queen of the South striker Stephen Dobie, who, when he joined us, had just had a statue put up outside of Palmerston. Now, he talked us through some of the managers he worked with, including Ian Holloway and Brendan Rogers. Listen, um, you went to St. Johnson. Yeah. Um, who was your manager there? It was, uh, it was John Conley. You ever remember him? Yeah, great player. Everton. <coughs> he, he signed Johnson. us and... Didn't really know much about John, and uh, went in first day, chapped the door. He said, "Ah, it was because he was quite old at the time." He yeah. said, "Oh, come in." Went in, and have you ever seen the? Remember the police academy when he's put, putting into the cup? That's what he was doing. <laughs> putting <laughs> high, putting one side of the room into a cup. I was like, "Oh, Gaffer," he's like, "Oh, put in." He's like, "Oh, Stephen, no, oh, nice to meet you." And I was like, oh. <laughs> It's funny Brilliant. these managers that have these wee things in it that they do. You walk in on them. Like, I've never seen anyone do that. I put in a, put in a wee mug at the, the end that of the National room. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation was as well. It? I thought it was a uh, police yeah, academy. Probably, probably all Let, of these films. Was it Lassard? That is, yeah, Lassard. That is weird. Yeah. Should we do any other weird stuff? No, it, no, not really. No. What about Holloway? Brilliant. Best, Th- best, best time. Good segue. Weird. Holloway. Right. Best best character you Aye. ever meet. Did uh, he have any sort of mad things in his office where you'd walk in and see him? No, in his office, but just every day. Aye. Every day, like constant. If he was going to their team on a Friday, it would it wouldn't be like you know like they've got the boards and all that now and all that. It would be uh, wallpaper that's not been used, <laughs> sticking up with a hatchet. No, and then but it was a portable. They've got a portable. Have you never been to Blackpool's training ground? No, it's a portable no. they've got. So he's just. He's yeah, nailing up with 
big bit of wallpaper for us doing starts drawing in it and oh who have they got at left back butcher better half with Pat Butcher at the back there and <laughs> just uh just a laugh every every day. Aye. But character, what a guy. Did, Absolutely amazing. Did you ever you always hear the stories of like managers like maybe if they've played well they would treat you and take you somewhere. Did yeah. he ever do that? Like did ever it's just random, Aye. random stuff. Like, like we'd look at, and obviously the the training ground's right close to the beach. Aye. So when the wind's hitting and all that, he would look out the window and go, ah, "Nah, no, the day, lads, come on, we're going bowling." And they just randomly phone out the bowling eye, we're coming. Or mum, we're going for rolls and sausage. Yeah, the whole. See, oh, how important is that? I mean, could you imagine Brilliant. things, wee things like that? They must Brendan play a big Rogers part. Taking out for rolls Aye. and sausage. No, for rolls and sausage, but he would have like a meal at arrange a meal at night time and more a sensible route so maybe mm. a wee vegan number or something uh, <laughs> he, was, he was what he knows about football is unbelievable really? you don't really understand some of the things he would teach you would be amazing what, what, did you, what, did, what type of manager did you, did you prefer? both in different senses I knew when I was coming in uh, with Holloway I was going to have fun mm-hmm. regardless uh, what what he would putting on where Brendan was mayor I was definitely going to learn something today sees a group of players who are they fighting for most a manager that likes a wee bit of a carry on uh, or a manager that's you know you're amazing you're, you're learning amazing stuff mm. for him but there's no quite that banter who do you know as a club overall as a as a, as a, as a dressing room who did uh, they fight for mayor the both of them aye I. The difference, the difference between them was, I'll give you an example, right? Holloway signed a Spanish boy and right. he couldn't speak English. <laughs> so he said to him, what I want to do is, today we're going to counter-attack, so we're going to draw them in and then we're going to hit them. But Holloway's in the middle of the midfield with him and saying, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, a bow and arrow, we pull back and then just did that, clapped his hands and Holloway's away up the park. And the boy's standing looking at him going, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brendan would, he could speak Spanish. <laughs> oh, gee. That's the difference. Hi, Brendan. Aye, he, I'm sure, because he got injured at an early age, Brendan, didn't mm-hmm. he? And he had yeah, to retire. Yeah. I'm sure he went to Barcelona for a couple of months and watched them training and learnt the language. So with right. the Spanish boys like Angel Rangel and that, he could speak fluent Spanish. So it made it... Made it uh, Made that amazing. Uh, not for me. Can you speak English now, man? <laughs> Do you know what? You might not know this as well. Earlier in the interview, Stephen admitted he's a massive wrestling fan, and Grado actually tried to wrestle him in Blackpool. I'm sure we can make that happen at WrestleMania. Okay, so that's just about it from our favourite parts of the interviews from the last couple of months. But let's leave you with this unbelievable story from Gary Mackay, Stephen, and that time he fell in the River Kelvin. And I just remember, I think it was to get around the Jaeger bombs in. I didn't actually have the Jaeger bombs because I got uh, a punch. Uh, a guy swung kind of from behind. Um, oh, nice. Well, for no reason. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. For no reason. and I kept, But it was kind of like through a Malia crowd, you know. It was a shaker. It was yeah, a shaker it punch. Was, yeah, it was, wasn't good. And then I'd turned around and then it was kind of a scuffle. Um, but there was loads of people... And then, uh, for whatever reason, the bouncer who's actually, um, who kind of helped with sorting the table and that was obviously recognised that he was like, got me out of the situation. Um, But I got thrown out, like, or not thrown out, but it's like, you need to go, like, for my own good, really, because, Mm -hmm. you know, 
you don't like want to be in a fight or anything like that. And but it was it was in the back door, so it got put out, out the back door. But with my mates, so we went out the back door. But I'd never been out the back door, um, so I just like literally was like, oh, it's ridiculous having a good night, like blah blah blah. Um, so we just wandered a little, like we'll go somewhere else, and I jumped over this wall. I just remember a wall vaguely, like not a big wall, but went over it, and yeah, all of a sudden, like I'm, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm in the river, and like I kind of fell, so I'm like right, like in the river, uh, and obviously it was uh, it was a laugh at the time. Like obviously I was um, had a few drinks, but as soon as I got in the river, I was like. Pfft. Jeez, I'm in the river, river here. This is a, like, an absolute nightmare. You would notice that. Um, but I just remember, like, kind of shuffling about, and then I got caught, like, not caught, but there was, like, kind of rapids. And next minute, I'm just straight down the river, like... You're you must have been shitting yourself. And I had to think. Too I drunk wa- to even... Nah, I wasn't too drunk, because from, from, there, from there onwards... Survivor like, mode. From Sanctuary, from what happened in Sanctuary, from getting out, and like I say, the wall, I can't even say, like, I saw the wall again, be like, mm, not sure about, like, how far is the drop from that wall? Wasn't fa- it wasn't like a, <laughs> I didn't fall, like, free fall. Like, I just jumped over and I kind of remember falling because it's slippy and, like, I was kind of went down, but it wasn't that deep of the, like, but it was obviously, it was really slippy. There were stones, I was slipped. And then I just remember feet being out in front of me and I'm kind of like shuffling like on my hand but like you'd go you'd go under and then back up but then in my head I'm thinking at the sides like it's dark but I'm thinking the sides it wasn't easy to get out in bits so I'm like oh at one point I'll get out there'll be a side where I got out and but yeah I got swept a good bit yeah like I remember laughing thinking jeez like this is ridiculous like how's this night going from amazing night to being out back door and then all of a sudden I'm like in the, the, in the middle uh, of the water um, and I, <laughs> I was like I was, was so when like my mates when I say like Stu was one of them Stu, like there was Scotty Wright for Aberdeen there's some of my fam, my brother my, I think my brother and my sister they were home by this point because it was later but when was at that, that bit? Like, Stu was there, and I think he didn't want to get his Russell and Bromley's wet or yeah. something. That's why he didn't come in after me. <laughs> but he obviously, so they, like, him and like a few others saw me getting like swept. And obviously, that's like, they were the ones that were like, geez, who like, really worried. Like, I'm not sure who called. Um, it would have been him or maybe my girlfriend. I'm not sure because they were, there was a lot of people there, as I say. And obviously, for them, they were like, saw me and like, saw me been gone away really and they were like Jesus but in my head like honestly I wasn't like You're calm not even calm just kind of la- like it m- seems weird but like thinking what an absolute just- idiot like how is this happening you know what I mean was there a point where you thought I'm going to die here or at best my football career's over because nah, you're lucky like- you weren't smashed into a bridge nothing choice. like that so happened I was in for a while got obviously when you the- say a while how long I think it was 50 minutes I was in. 15? 50. 50? 50 minutes, yeah. And you did end up with hypothermia, right? Yeah, I had mild hypothermia. Right. So that night, so I, yeah, got, was in overnight. Was Queen Elizabeth hospital you went to? Yeah, it would have been, I think. Right. Yeah, and I was what? on, I think, a drip or something, just to, like, warm up. Mm. And, uh, and obviously, it was the worst night for all my friends and all, like... 
that were out with me because in that moment it was like it wasn't till probably and one or two hours that they were at the police station and obviously chiefs were thinking the worst and like I kind of like that's it didn't for me it was like it was bad but not in my head at the time it was not like this is so serious it didn't kind of hit me that geez that was close call until a little bit after mm. Did 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 the, did the police give you any kind of warning or anything like that, or were they just no, no? And so I go straight to the hospital. Uh, like I felt brand new the next day. Like <laughs> dodged a hangover, amazing. But then my uh, oh, if you take on plenty of water, you'll be fine. My, <laughs> Maybe another Kelvin. My uh, I remember my missus came then later to the hospital because obviously after, but they they were all distraught and. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you one thing that was bizarre. Um, in the in the hospital, um, so about four, no, it must have been later on, like six or seven in the morning, um, the nurse kind of came through um, and was like, um, all right, you're, every, all checks are good. Um, we can, you can get out, but you just need to tell me where you are. And... Like, uh, this is the thing I remember most clear. Um, I was like, yeah, no problem, golf course. And the the nurse was like, um, no, have a look around. Where you are? Where are you? And I remember sitting there kind of looking, looking at monitors, looking at, like, the wires, blah, 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 my bed. I was like, yeah, the golf course. And she was like, um, right, and... And my uh, girlfriend was sitting in the corner, and she was she was like, "All right," and she'd had a, obviously a hell of a night, crazy night. Eventually, she was in the hospital, but she was like obviously wanting to go home, like everything was okay. But she was like, she couldn't tell me where I was, like I had to work out for myself. And yeah, I was convinced I was at the golf course. And then, so in my head, I'm like, "What's she on about? She's uh, she's at it here." So, so, so the nurse went back, and then I'm. I remember my girlfriend going, Gary, look around, like, look everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're not at the golf course. I'm like, yeah, that nurse is at But she couldn't say too much to me. And then eventually half an hour comes back, the nurse comes back, where are you? And I'm thinking, I can't see golf course because... <laughs> uh, I'm not at the golf course. Not at the golf course, obviously. So I said, she came back. And bear in mind, I'd only been at Aberdeen a couple of months, like September, a couple of months probably. And she goes, ah, oh, where are you, Gary? Like, and you've had a chance to, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm at Union Street. <laughs> Union Street <laughs> in Aberdeen. In Aberdeen, Union Street. And she was like, oh, no, you're not at Union Street. And I went, I know, I'm at the fucking golf course. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> well, that put her in her place. <laughs> and, uh, but, so that's it for our football daft best of. Thank you very much for listening, even though, Ewan, Gradle or David Tanner aren't here. We'll be back, of course, with a full squad after the winter break with more exciting guests, more banter and, of course, more football daft. This is Four Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.